Hello and welcome to our inaugural podcast of Big Chimp, Little Chimp with me, Big Chimp. And me, Little Chimp. Hello. Hello. So, this is our very first ever podcast. We've had a few technical issues, but I think we've just about got there, haven't we? Yeah, there's a decent mic. I honestly wouldn't mind using this technique in future. Yeah, and uh, as soon as our new mics arrive from the internet, we'll get them mic'd up and we'll sound a little bit better. But for now, this is going to have to do. So, so, yeah, for our first thing on this podcast, we are going to do our reactions to the news, of which I hardly ever read, because I really have no obligation to read the news, <laughs> because, I mean, why should I, you know, need to need, the, like, why should I need to read the news when I'm, like, ten? Because it affects a chimpanzee, just like it affects everyone else, little chimp. Yeah, to be fair, you know. What if they come after our forest? Yeah. Mm. How will we know if we don't read the news? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Dipstick. <laughs> so, Little Chip's going to do the first uh, news story of the day. Which is, let me see here, this one. The dancing pole bearers who became a morbid meme. <laughs> Cheerful. This is actually one of my favourite memes, actually. <laughs> so, coronavirus. Oh, oh oops. No, okay. Coronavirus. Gahana's dancing pallbearers became COVID-19 meme. In 2017, this troupe of Gahanian pallbearers went viral following the BBC Africa's coverage of their flamboyant coffin-carrying dancers, garnering millions of views. Three years later, due—three um, years later, due and the group has experienced a second round of internet fame, with social media users adopting the troupe as a dark-humoured symbol of death on the, in the time of. COVID-19. BBC Africa's Sully Lancer met up with the leader of the troop to get his reaction to his newfound fame and, and see his coping during the pandemic. I'll be honest, it's just a lot of dudes on their knees with a coffin on the back. Come on, press play. Alright, so uh, yeah, if you hear the video, this is, you know... Hi, um, I'm well, let me just turn this down for no copyright. Three years ago, I did a piece on these incredibly talented pallbearers, the dancing pallbearers of Ghana. Today, they are everywhere on the internet, so I have come back to meet their leader and ask him how he feels to be the most famous face on the internet. The dancing pallbearers of Ghana. If you've got to go, that's the way to go. I know. If they're still around when I need a pallbearer, I'll hire them. (laughs) It's a lot of dudes in suits and coffins on the backs. Fair play. Just dancing around. <laughs> but if I'm going to be honest, it's really funny. Mm. Next story. Yeah, next story, okay. Uh, do you want to read this one, Big Chimp? Go on then. Let's see. So, yeah, I guess we're doing like three news stories every one. Star Wars. Star Wars School Assembly had Solo's performance. Perth Secondary School has marked Star Wars Day, which is May the 4th, geezily, with a special assembly, little chimps throwing these words all round the screen, with a a special assembly from the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Bertha Park High School produced the video for pupils currently at home due to coronavirus lockdown. Ed teacher Stuart Clyde said he made the video with bits and bobs and had... and had lying he had lying about the house who has a millennium falcon lying about the house i think they just you know got a 
you know, green screen or something, got the footage and then just put a bunch of props around <laughs> that he had lying around. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. Is play is a play on the 1977's film famous film's famous May the Fourth Be With You line. Mr. Clyde, who said he was a massive fan of the films, plays both Han Solo and Darth Vader in the special ensemble. Well, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Whatever gets you through quarantine. Yeah. Honestly, like, it's a bit cheesy, but at the same time, I mean, what else are you going to do? Everyone else is going insane. Why not join the troop? You can't beat it, become it. Yeah, what have we been doing? Practically going insane. <laughs> Staring out of the windows every day at the same scenes every day. I know. If I'm going to be honest, though, like, it's not really going insane if you do it all, you know, if you've been doing it before you went insane. And, well, I mean, I just... Just staying insane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to get out there. <laughs> but, hey, it's a podcast. Nobody cares. <laughs> right, next news story besides... Dancing pole bearers and a dude who's built a spaceship in his back garden. Fair play. So, I'll read this one then again. How socially distanced stars are still making TV dramas in a crisis. ITV, the BBC and Netflix have found ways to make new TV dramas during lockdown. With the cast and crew at a safe distance. But screen dramas won't be back to normal for a long time. Before coronavirus... The set of a typical TV drama would be a hive of activity, filled with dozens of people busily sorting out everything from cameras to costumes. The making of ITV's isolation stories was not like that. The name is not only a clue to the subject matter of the four short dramas, but applies to how they were created. Actors like Shendrian Smith and Robert Glenister and their families did all the filming themselves in their own homes, with the director giving advice via Zoom. Why am I not surprised? I reckon they'll be pretty good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. I mean, if it's going to be like anything, I mean, it's probably just going to be like Coronation Street or something. Coronation Street for the loners. Mm. <laughs> Coronation Street, Lone Wolf Edition. <laughs> Right, next story. Uh, oh, is that the one? I think that's it. Yeah, right. I think that's it. There's nothing else going on in the world. Everyone's locked up behind doors, mm. going nuts. There are plenty of other staying stories. nuts. There are plenty of other stories, but I mean, why would we talk about them? We'll be going forever, won't we? Yeah, we'll be going for ages. We'd be going back to like 2012 if we got carried up in this. Well, a lot more used to go on before quarantine, didn't it? Yeah. The world were a lot more interesting place, weren't it? Yeah. Now we're just locked here. Behind our bars, I guess. Just sitting here, you know, waiting for groceries to be delivered by the <laughs> delivery man. Whatever. Going to the fridge six times a day saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Like a little chimp. Mm. That's what little chimps do. And just sit there because there's nothing there. Walk away. But because you're insane, you walk back and think, maybe there's some food in it now. And just open it again and they're like, aw. <laughs> As kids and adults all do that. Mm. Oh. So what else have we been doing on quarantine? That's it really, isn't it? Nothing yeah. nothing much. Not much, just sitting on the bed doing random stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, our next uh, section of our podcast is going to be strange internet facts, or strange facts from the internet. So, so because we've got done zero preparation for this, uh, we haven't even got the facts in front of us, but let's have a look. Mm. 50 weird but wonderful facts. We're not going to do 50, don't worry. 
was maybe like 10 or something, 5. Yeah, let's have a look. Depends how weird they are. If they're really weird, we'll go on forever. Hmm. Let's see. <coughs> let's go up to numero uno. Spanish-speaking chimpanzees. Ah, see. So let's see. Children of identical twins are genetically are genetically siblings, not cousins. That's obvious, isn't it? I know, right? Children of identical twins are genetically siblings, not cousins. That's, that's not a strange internet fact. That's just a fact. Hello. <laughs> Come on, let's. I've got to improve. Got to be better than that. So Number two. A giant tortoise thought to have been extinct for 100 years was recently discovered in the Galapagos. Again, it was, if you've been to nursery or something, you would have known that. How long ago were these made? 2015? How would you have known that in a nursery? You know what I mean? It's co it's basically just common knowledge at this point. <laughs> Is it? I didn't know that. Let's have a look at number three and see if that's common knowledge. Oh, oh, What was that noise? Right, so, number three. The Goodyear blimp is the official bird of Redondo Beach, California. Uh, that is, why do you call it a bird? It, it's a blimp. It, it's a man-made object. It's not a bird. These are just weird, aren't they? I know. Like, they're weird. Yeah, we right, one more, then. All right. It would take one hour to drive to space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty interesting, actually. If you, set, if you got in your car, drove up... Uh, at 60 miles an hour, it'd take you one hour to get to space, to outer space, so it's 60 miles away. I mean, it's simple maths, but it's pretty interesting, isn't it? I know. Well, hey, I think we've got for one more, just to, to round space. off the fives. Yeah, let's do it. A cornflake in the shape of Illinois sold on eBay for $1,350. Someone has got too much That's God's way of telling you you've got too much money. <laughs> I know, like, who would, like, it's, it's going to crumble anyway. You're just going to snap a picture and be like, I'm remembering this. I wonder if they ate it. <laughs> Makes you wonder, did they accidentally pour it in with a regular bowl? That'd be well funny, wouldn't it? Mm. If they I bought it, took it home and one of the kids ate it. Mm. With the rest of them. Mm. Or they were just like, oh, one of them spilled out and they accidentally ate the Illinois cornflake. <laughs> Imagine if when he ate it, the whole of Illinois actually just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do another one. Right, we're just going to go for a while. We've got plenty of time. We've got time on our hands and well, not much else, really. Right. The amount of copper on the Arizona Capitol building roof is equivalent to nearly five million pennies. You know, if that were in Rochdale, someone would nick that. Mm. That would be getting rolled up and sold. Dirty Americans, seriously. Who measures it in pennies? <laughs> I don't know if this is a measurement or, you know, you can make five million pennies from it. I don't know, but still. Dirty Americans. It's not really a unit of measure, is it? I know. See, uh, that, that car weighs six million pennies. I know, like, <laughs> like you, like, I don't know what it is with... America, but they use some of the weirdest things. I saw this thing and it said a sinkhole measuring about five washing machines was opened up in like Arizona or something. And I was like, what the hell is this American stuff? What the, what the, what? Why? Why are you measuring in washing machines? <laughs> they seem to have a lot of sinkholes in America, don't they? I mean, we're people in the UK, you know. We don't really have sinkholes. No, we do. No, we do. We definitely do. 100%. We just don't measure them in pennies. Mm. I guess you're right, but, I mean, 
No, we don't really have as much as Americans, do we? What pennies? <laughs> no, they're definitely richer than we are. <laughs> no, I mean sinkholes. Oh, sinkholes. Well, they've more land, haven't they? Anyway, come on, let, we're, we're boring now. So the next one is... I think we could actually just go to 50, I guess. I don't know. I don't think we Maybe got to 10. 50. Let's just have a look for up to 10. Go on. Yeah. Squirrels are behind most power outages in the US. What do they do? Just nibble the power lines? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. That's exactly what they do. They do that and blow up. <laughs> they do, straight up. Suicide squirrels. <laughs> Cutting off the power of those dirty liberals. <laughs> dirty liberals. Next one. Oh. <laughs> A cloud can weigh more than a million pounds. I don't know if this is American and it's measuring it in pound coins, but, like, come on, like, how do you... Like, it, it's a cloud. It's gas. Gas can't weigh anything. Do you mean if it was water? No, it can. This cloud is water. That's what it is. It's, it's like uh, steam. I know, but, like, a gaseous form doesn't have its own weight. Yeah, it does. 100% it does. I mean, you can't really... Well, I guess there's no... Like, it doesn't matter. Let's just move on. <laughs> move on. The Apollo 11 crew used hundreds of autographs as life insurance. What does that even mean? What the hell is an we'll autograph? Have read that. Can we read that? Let's have a look. Neil Armstrong and the Apollo 11 crew faced the real chance that they wouldn't return from the moon safely leaving their families without financial support. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, I'm once again asking for your financial support. <laughs> Due to the extreme danger that they were about to face, they couldn't take out life insurance policies, so instead they signed hundreds of autographs, which their families would have been able to sell if they didn't make it home. Luckily, those life insurance autographs weren't needed. They do, however, <coughs> show up in space memorabilia auctions today, selling for as much as $30,000. That's just dumb. That's just dope. Alright, uh, and Last but not least, go on, little chimp. A New Orleans hotel offered a $15,000 stay to whoever stole the most outrageous item from them. Like, mm, wow. What the hell? Like, you're rewarding stealing. Wow, I bet they. I wonder if they had anything left. They wouldn't have had any room rocks there, would they? Uh, They'd have been going, I didn't mean the brickwork, lads. <laughs> Why can I see the sky? <laughs> I'm gonna steal the roof. No way, that's not what we meant. <laughs> I didn't mean the pennies off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean the door either. No, why are you taking the whole counter? No, eat this to check people out. No! Yeah, that's it for the short facts. Um. And now we're on. Our last section of the podcast, which is short thoughts on simulation theory. No, I don't think you can have short thoughts on simulation theory. That's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, we'll just talk about that next I episode. I think short thoughts on it's going to have to be lockdown, isn't it? What yeah. we think on lockdown. Yeah. So, what do you think on lockdown, little chimp? What's your What's your thoughts on it? Boring as hell. It is, but it's necessary. Yeah. Do you not think? Yeah, it's necessary. It does. It, it, it's doing. It's it's doing a good job in it. Yeah. I know it's. I know it's boring, but yeah. if it saves lives, I think. Yeah. The only thing is, I'm like, you know, I wasn't. I'm gonna complain there, but I'm gonna realise. Like, do I have to complain? I'm just saying, you know, like, I'm just hoping they come up with a vaccine quick enough so I don't actually go insane. Yeah. So you're not still here at twenty year old. 
Mm. Locked in the house. Mm. Waiting to restart year nine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think I, in all, all in all, I think it's a good thing. I think yeah, it's a, it's a good it's thing. Saving lives, and that's the main thing. I think, and yeah. even if it is boring. So that's it for our inaugural podcast. It's only been a short one, but it's just from really for us to say hello. Hello. Hi. And um, roughly what we're going to be doing from from week to week. Uh, I suppose now it's time to say goodbye. So from me, Big Chimp. And me, Little Chimp. Goodbye. See ya. Sayonara. <laughs>